Echo and the Bodyman said it best. People are strange when you're a stranger. But some of the people that I've encountered over the years, well, they're stranger than that. My name is Phil, and this is The Lib. Hello everyone, it's Phil once again, bringing you The Lip. And this episode, strangely entitled, People Are Strange. Well, turns out that over the years I've run into, come across, or been exposed to some people who are just a little outside of what society would consider, well... Let's just say, they're very different people. They do things that are just a little bit different. Just a little bit. And in doing so, it makes you wonder sometimes just how or what is actually normal. Is it the standard issue, 9 to 5 job going about your life every day? Is it um, just waking up, doing things that are just, that happen to fly through your mind at the time? I think there's a combination of people who would say that the nine to five person is a little off because my goodness, they're just sort of a robot. Then there's the people who look at the people who, um, kind of go off the cuff and just not do what general society says is the norm and people look at them and say hey I mean that's just a little off the beaten path who's to tell what is strange and what is not strange I can certainly say I've seen a few people who were a little different in what they did and who am I to judge who are any of us it's just something that's over the top that you don't normally see every day. <sighs> I can't really put it any better than that. Um, I imagine that in the day-to-day that some of these people that I'm about to describe doing some of the things that I'm about to describe them doing is certainly nothing short of, well, different. Very fitting that I didn't even really pay any attention to the timing of this episode. Because in truth, some of the people that I'm talking about would actually be a little on the creepy side. And considering that it is this October 29th when this episode is going to release, and Halloween is actually just a few days away, you kind of think that this episode would sort of, um, sort of blend into Halloween a little bit because some of the activities that some of these people do are a little bit frightening to the average bear, as you would say. Um, I don't know. I can certainly say to myself that the people that I saw in these instances were definitely something that you could see in some sort of movie that would have been a little off, maybe a horror movie something like that, and the way that they would be handling themselves, you would certainly figure that they might be the person who is going to cause the problem. What can I tell you? That's just the way they live their life. 
And in truth, I found it very interesting. Each one of them had a little bit different scenario going on. And I think that as you hear me talk about these people, not in necessarily a negative way, but truthfully, a way that makes you say to yourself, that's not really what I would do. And that's really what it comes down to. And when you think about it, the definition of strange and then strange people really is just sort of that. It's not necessarily people doing things that are just off the wall. It's really people doing things that the average person or even an individual would look at and say, well, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Or that makes me uncomfortable to watch. Almost like this would be the case for a lot of these people that I'm about to talk about. Hopefully you can enjoy this episode as I'm going to be going through what I've seen strange people do. Main event next. Ding, ding, ding. Main event time. Main event time. Going to talk about some people doing some things that were a little bit strange. But you see, in that regard... The fact that I was in the area makes you question whether how strange I am. So let's jump right into this. Um, Probably the summer of, of, not 2000, uh, 98, I believe it was. Not long after my cousin had graduated high school. uh, Me and him were just up and about. And we're really just looking for something to do. And combination of something to eat at the same time. Now, it was around 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, so pretty much there wasn't anything that was around that would be open, except for a supermarket that we knew of, one 24-hour supermarket, and that was a Pathmart. Unfortunately, Pathmart has closed, so I'm not too upset about using the name, but it was a little ways away, probably from where we were. 20-minute trip to get there, I guess, about that, 20-minute trip, and we're on our way, we get there. Now that we're at Pathmark, we go on in, now this is a store that we've been to on a fairly regular basis, because both of our parents have gone there to shop, and most of the time we've been there, it's between the hours of I don't know, 10 a.m. and 6 a, 6 p.m. And it's usually bustling. A lot of people were going in and out of it. And high activity was going on, both between the employees and the customers. Now, on this night, we're in there, and it's, like I said, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And it just so happens that there's really nobody in the store except for about maybe a dozen, 18 employees, 20 tops, and me and my cousin. We're in the store. We're looking around. And like I said, we decided that we wanted ice cream. So we go down the aisle. We get the ice cream. And then we said, I don't know, maybe we want some chips or something else like that. So we started walking around in the chip aisle, seeing if there was anything in there of interest. Maybe some candy, but we didn't really pick up anything else. We just picked up the ice cream because that's really all we really wanted anyway. 
as we're walking around the store, we noticed a particular individual. Now, he was an overnight stalker. And you could almost think of him as an overnight stalker. A little strange. A little strange. Because he had... What was it? It's been so long. I can't exactly remember what it was he had in his cart. But it was loaded up with some type of item. Now, the thing about it is... The entry door from the back where he would come out with the item with the with the whole load of cart was at the back of the store probably closer towards the end and the items that he had I specifically remember this he had actually gone past the aisle a couple of times and he had a lot of stuff that went in that on those shelves he went to the point where he was going completely almost just around in circles and it was a little off a little weird because we were in the frozen aisle and he had i can't remember what it was it was something that completely didn't fit anywhere near where he was it was either toilet paper or paper towels that seems like that's what it was and he was nowhere close to that aisle when we were seeing him but again, like I said, he had just been sort of circling the store, just making laps, for better term. And I've worked overnight before, and I know that if you're stocking shelves, you want to kind of get that stuff to where you want it to go and throw that stuff up there because you kind of have a bit of a time limit because you want to finish up, obviously, before the store opens. Well, in this case, it was 24 hours. So he really didn't have anything to worry about as far as opening, but you want to have your stuff out of the way before the customers start coming in on a more frequent and regular basis. And it turns out that my cousin took a look at him as he was going down these, as he was going past us, and he just sort of had this stare about him. Almost a Michael Myers-like stare without the mask. Just looking at us, and then... As my cousin tapped me on the shoulder and he was sort of like trying to show me what this guy was doing. I look at him and he just sort of opened his eyes wider than I've ever seen any human being open their eyes before. And not going to lie to you, at that point in time, I was still just a little off. I was still in my track career, so I was still in pretty decent shape, fairly strong at that point still. And that kind of unnerved me a little bit. Needless to say, my cousin and I then tried to get to the register as quickly as we could. And again, this guy was sort of taking more laps around the aisles and just not blinking as he was looking at us. Almost as if he'd never seen another living, breathing human being in his entire life. And we were the first time he's made contact with humans. It was a definitely strange situation. I mean, I can't put it any other way. It was a little strange. It really was. Um, 
we got to the cash register, we paid, and again, this to give you a time limit too, this is another thing that makes it even stranger because it wasn't like this had happened over a couple seconds. It probably lasted somewhere in the neighborhood of five to ten minutes that this guy was just sort of well stalking us. And so we just got our ice cream and left as quickly as we could. Of course, at the time, I believe I had just was on the cusp of turning 20. No, I, in fact, I'd already turned 20. And my cousin was 18. And we just were real curious whether or not we could find this guy again. And of course, we had to go back to Path Mart another time and look for him. And we couldn't find him again. We went at least once, maybe twice, just to find out if we could find the guy. And we, we couldn't find him anymore. So I don't know what happened to him. But whatever it was, I hope that he got over whatever was going on with him. Because that was really, really strange. Next, I worked with a guy at another supermarket. And, well... I could describe him as really kind of Otto from The Simpsons in both appearance and general demeanor. He just was that kind of guy. Nice enough guy, don't get me wrong. Really nice guy. But when it came down to his work ethic, it was top-notch, beyond any that I could imagine. So there's nothing at all wrong with the guy's work. It's just he had some very strange ways about him. One of the things I found that was a little different than the norm was that when he got into his process of what he was doing, it was to the point where he didn't even like the bosses asking him what he was doing. He was just sort of like, I'm doing what I got to do to get this job over with and don't bother me. I know what I'm doing, sort of situation. And almost to the point where he became a bit of a hermit. But don't get me wrong, I'm that kind of guy who says, you're there to work, not really make friends. But there comes a point where when you're working in a supermarket, especially when you have, um, I believe it was maintenance department that we were in, there's going to be certain things that you have to do, and then there's going to be guidance that they're going to have to give you on occasion. Granted, there are things that you have to just stereotypically just run through. Just what do you have to do? And I understand that after a point in time, you're going to pretty much know what it is that you have to do. However, there are also times when you have to maybe clean up a spill or help out a customer here or there, and he just was so adamant and meticulous with what he was doing that he didn't want to be bothered with any of those other things that could come up. Um, it was a little strange because he sort of just went in to the attitude, with an attitude of like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to get this done and I'm going to leave. Don't ask me to do anything else. But at the same time, like I said, he had like an auto demeanor where he was real loose, real friendly, but when it came to what he was doing at work, he just sort of like flipped a completely different switch where he turned into a totally different 
mindset. And it's weird because you could literally be talking to him for a minute and then he would say, hey, um, I'm in the process of doing my bathroom and you know once I get done with my bathroom, I'm going to go and I'm going to go do the other bathroom and then I'm going to go sweep the aisle in order and then I'm going to wipe the glass in order. You would think it's a little OCD, but it's not even really that. It was more, I, I can't really even put my mind to it. It was almost like a, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde sort of deal. One minute he was just really engaged with everybody, and the next minute he was really, 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 really focused. And don't get me wrong, when he was focused, he was on. And when he got his stuff done, he got it done real quick. But now here comes the part that makes it seem really weird. And I definitely say it was really weird. Because his last day at the supermarket was probably the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Um, I understand if you're in a process of getting work done and your boss comes up to you and says he didn't like it and then you get upset and then you leave. I get it. Even if maybe you did something that was completely dumb and the boss saw what you were doing and said, okay, you're fired. Again, that all makes sense. Now, when the boss is talking to somebody else about a poor job performance and what they were doing, Usually, the average person would just sort of stay out of it and just not even think about it for a second. But it just so happens that the manager at this point in time was yelling at one of the other guys who was in the maintenance department. For the record, it wasn't me. Um, and this coworker of mine, that's like Otto from The Simpsons, was right there. He saw it. He was listening to it. And again, like I said, his work was always impeccable. As far as the maintenance people who were at the job at the time, he was probably the best one, without any question, on any shift. And he just listened to the manager lay into this guy, lay into him, lay into him, lay into him. And he just sort of turned at me and he says, you know what? I don't need this anymore. And he just walked over to the manager and said, I quit clocked out, and left. It just was like the strangest thing I'd ever seen. It's not like he was under any pressure from the management. I mean, I've worked with, at that time, I worked with him maybe six months, seven months, and I've never seen management come to him in any way that was negative. He never talked about the management in any way negative. It was just sort of like, I can't explain it. It was just really, really strange. And when he left, it was so strange because he left a little bit of a vacuum in the department, but they were able to fill it. But they never had anybody who was as good as him. And I would never claim to have been that good. And it just odd, really odd how he just sort of like went from, well, everything's fine to, well, I'm not going to, I can't take this anymore. I'm just leaving. I, I don't know. That was the strangest thing I had ever seen as far as somebody who I've ever worked with inside of a situation like that. 
was like I said, there was really no explanation why he left, and that's the thing that made it so strange to me. He just was like, I just, I, I'm not, I don't need this anymore, and he left. He didn't have another job. He said, he's like, and I asked him, oh, what, what are you doing? You got another job or anything lined up? He goes, no, I'm just, just leaving. I'm, I'm done with this. And so he left. Now, sometime later, maybe, I guess. I don't even know, like 10 years, 11, 12 years later, I ran into him and don't get me wrong. I, at this point in time, I've been, I was living in Philadelphia and I went to home to go visit my mom and I ran into him and he recognized me and we talked for a second. He goes, I know you from somewhere. I can't place it. He asked me if I worked at a gas station with him and I told him no. I don't work at a gas station. We work together at that supermarket. And he was like, I'm not sure it was the supermarket. But I'm, I'm like, yeah, it definitely was. Like, Are you sure you didn't work at a gas station with me? Cause I, it just feels like that. And I was telling him, no, really wasn't. And then we finished explaining, uh, exchanging pleasantries. And then we moved on. And that encounter was very strange. But <laughs> I don't know. Weird guy. Good guy. But definitely a weird guy. Now for the strangest of all. Apparently, not far away from our new house is a convenience store. And at this convenience store, usually between the hours of really early, I guess like 7.30 in the morning uh, until as late as 7.30 at night, somewhere within that 12-hour range. There's a guy who's usually outside of the store, and he's usually sitting on the ground. He usually got some sort of drink in hand and eating something. Now, normally I would just think of him as just a, your average homeless guy who is panhandling out in front of the, um, out in front of the convenience store. And even a couple of times I gave him a dollar or two, not being totally dismissive of him, but I noticed that like a lot of times whenever I've seen, um, homeless people in front of, in, um, in front of uh, businesses like that, they usually stay there for an extended period of time. And then a time comes where they either move on or they've been told to leave and you don't see them anymore. Now it's probably been a good couple of years. that This guy has been here. We've had the new house about two years and I've seen this guy outside all the time. And I don't really think much of it, but I know that it was really cold at some points, And then I know over the summer, it was really, really hot. Yeah. There's real massive heat waves and yet he's still outside and just sort of sitting up against the wall or he would be walking around the building in circles. And I thought originally that maybe this guy has probably got some mental disability and 
he's homeless, and this is sort of where he has decided to take a stand. And he did some strange things inside the building a couple times, and I was a little bit concerned about him. And not even about him, but more so the other people who were in the building, because he did it to me, and I've seen him do it to a few other people at the time. Um where he would just sort of stare and kind of follow you. And I know it's probably made a few people a little uncomfortable. And me, I just sort of was dismissive about the incident when it happened a couple times. And I just moved on. Come to find out, at at one point, I ended up talking to um, one of the cashiers at the convenience store. And I was told that this individual isn't homeless. And at this point in time, I'm really scratching my head. I'm like, not homeless? Now, you see, before I wrote my notes for this show, I thought that he was homeless and he just did some strange things by moving around and just making people feel a little uncomfortable when they're in the place. But it got stranger when the cashier told me that he's not homeless. And I started to scratch my head a little bit, and I was like, I didn't say it. I was thinking it. How do you know that? And before I could actually get the words out of my mouth, the cashier told me um, she usually works during the day, usually 7 to 3 or in that neighborhood. And she told me that a lot of times when she's on her way into work, she sees somebody dropping them off in front of the Wawa, and then they leave. And then sometime later in the evening, they come back and they pick him up. Now I'm like, what? Now, at some point, you would think that it was more so um, a panhandling scheme. But this is where it gets strange. I don't think it's like that. Neither did the, um, the cashier. She said that, well... Apparently, he's an elderly guy, and I thought about it. Oh, yeah, he, he does seem like he's a little bit on the older side. And apparently, the people who he is living with or are with him don't have anybody to take care of him. And they leave him at the store. And I'm like, that's, that's really a little strange. That's really a little strange. But at the same time, besides being strange, it's more sad. And... It brings me back to a little bit of a memory of when I worked at a convenience store for a while. We had an individual who um, who the police actually left there because he was a little, um, he was getting dementia and he would just be riding around the town and the police asked if he could just stay at Wawa, well, there we go, for the little while and sort of... Um, Sort of keep himself out of trouble. Apparently the management at the store that I worked at at the time agreed and there he stayed. And he was there for a good long time, a couple of years. And then he eventually ended up getting sick and ended up in a nursing home and I lost track of him throughout the years. But he would stay inside and he would... um take care of the coffee island area. He would fill up the cups. He would wipe down the area if anybody spilled coffee on there. He'd fill up the sugars. He'd fill up the cappuccino machine. And 
he just pretty much did it for something to do. And when I think about that, and I think about the guy who's at this store near me, I mean, all logic tells me that it probably wouldn't hurt if this guy was able to do the very same thing. Now, granted, it's probably not policy and probably wouldn't be able to get away with it quite the way we did because at the store that I worked at, it was many moons ago and um, there was a lot of different factors involved. It was not one of these giant gas stores. It was a smaller store in a town where everybody knew everybody and everybody knew him. Now here, I can only assume because of the location of the store that pretty much you might run into somebody that you see every day because you're all on your way to work or getting dinner and you just recognize the same faces. But it's usually not that often that you're going to know the people who are around you. Granted, it is somewhat in a neighborhood and you're going to see a lot of those neighbors who do go to the store from time to time. But the vast majority of the business of this store versus the business of the small store that I worked in, it's a lot more people who are passing by versus a consistent um, base of people who were in the neighborhood. So I don't know exactly how comfortable they might feel with this guy actually being in the store. All I can do is kind of wish him well because it's a strange situation and I hope that there's something that um, can change in it um, because it just feels like there could be something more that could be done. And on that note, I'm going to ring the bell and close out the main event. Ding, ding, ding. Well, this is the last spear of the week that I'm going to devote to the, for lack of a better word, chaotic violence that's been going on in the city of Philadelphia and the surrounding area. And I think that it's really over-the-top crazy, the stuff that's been going on. And I hope that it ends for the safety of all the residents of Philadelphia. And it's just absolutely over-the-top. I don't even know where to begin, but I do know that there's just been so many instances, and I believe I might have mentioned it before. It seems like the worst part about it to me is that the victims have all been young. There's been a lot of young victims. Not to say that they're all young. There's been some older ones too, but there's been a lot of, of teenagers and young children, younger than that, who've been victims and at the same token, there have also been some perpetrators who were young, teenagers, early 20s. Just insane. Nobody wins. We got to stop this violence as soon as possible because it's just, it's terrible. It, it really is terrible. And this is going to be the last time that I mention it on 
this program as the Spear of the Week. I want to lighten up again and go towards more of what I was doing prior. But for the last time, the Spear of the Week is the violence in Philadelphia and around the country. Well, that was a show about some strange people. Slightly Halloweenish because some of them are creepy. Some of them made people feel uncomfortable. They definitely made me feel a little uncomfortable. But to each their own. I mean, you don't know what their situations are, but I know for myself and the way that I go about my daily life and business, they weren't really... How could I put it? Those people didn't make me feel very comfortable a lot of the time. Um, who knows? Those people in their everyday lives are probably just as happy as they can be. They go through life and they just enjoy it. Who am I to say that the things that they do are normal or abnormal? Like I said, what's abnormal to me is perfectly normal to them. And they probably think that what I do is a little strange. So, what can I tell you? I mean, heck, I collect cereal boxes. As of right this moment, as I'm recording, I have 756 of them. Most people might think that that's a little strange. What am I going to do? Who knows? But I will say this. I enjoyed doing this episode because... I just thought that it was about that time of year and it just so happened to work out that it uh, a little bit of an an odd topic around this time of year Halloween area is pretty much what any doctor would prescribe but you all know where to get a hold of me on Twitter at pissed Phil two L's don't forget the two L's um, my Instagram is Philip Henderson 5102 and the thing that I want to push the hardest because it's my favorite thing, the Facebook group, not just my Facebook group, but is our Facebook group. All the people who have decided to listen to the lip, I would definitely hope that you would join as many people as possible to be a part of this group that we have. I just, I think it's a great thing. And for the record, I would also like to thank a couple of listeners that I have not met from some places that are a little farther away than I would have expected. And I think it's pretty cool. Um, Checking out my analytics, apparently I have someone somewhere out in India who has listened to the show, as well as someone who has been listening to the show from South Korea. I'd like to thank you both very much. And please keep listening. Encourage other people to listen. And again, I'd definitely like to see people join our Facebook group. It's just like the show. It's called The Lip. But now, I have some words of wisdom for people out there. You know, everybody knows somebody who really just likes to get into your business. They just can't help themselves. That's just what they do. And what I would suggest for you to do is to tell that person 
if you had a superpower, it would not be minding your own business. Yeah. The person who wants to just know everything that's going on in your life, just let them know, hey, if you had a superpower, it would not be minding your own business. (laughs) Those are the words of wisdom for this week. And I hope that you listen to me next week as we begin a new month. And I'm excited about it because once again, I'm going back to the spears that I enjoy a lot more, a little bit of venting, as they say. But as far as this episode goes, you've listened to the entire thing. I am Phil, and this is The Live.